Do you want me to do the first part of the intro <clears throat> before we go to the song? Did what did we decide in the last episode? What do you mean? Who who does the intro? Doesn't matter. I mean, we, the last episode I just did it. We didn't talk about who does it. I thought we had a problem with it. All no, right, we had a problem with the numbering. You oh. did, on the on the final episode we had a problem with it. Yeah. Well, you do the intro. I'll see if I like it, and I'll interrupt you if uh, I don't. We'll do, we'll stop and start over. Okay. Sounds. Sounds like a good way to do it. <clears throat> it's just that tone sometimes you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how you do it. It's a radio, it's a radio voice. Well, it's like a white Bill Cosby kind of thing. Okay, just go for it. Like I said, I'll, I'll stop you if it sucks. Hi, and welcome to episode 2.2 of the Bocelli Brothers podcast. That's racist. What race were you envisioning? Whatever one you were trying to mimic right there <laughs> was quite offended. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about this? <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to episode 2.1. <laughs> just don't do the accents. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and what was that? Like, kind of a vampire? It was Spanish Count. Okay. Hi, and welcome to episode 2.2 of the Borcelli Brothers podcast. I'm Mike Borcelli. And I'm Sean Borcelli. And today on the show, we've got Jamie Feldstead. It's kind of a Christmas episode. I guess, we, yeah. We were planning on this epic, I mean, just, I mean, the who's who of Christmas specials special, and uh, it didn't work. It didn't work out. Our schedules were very tight, dealing with the... Uh, Dealing with life and love and love after lasting and life that ends and and people who who love life and and lovers who live together and then lovers who don't. You know. The kind of thing that really day to day the day to day grind. Yeah. Christmas. It's busy. It's December. Ugh, shopping. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to put a nice Christmas special together for like two years. Now. Two, this two seasons. Year, so. Yeah, and so we still have it written. It's written um, down. Some people that we had wanted to cast have been erased, and we've wrote in other characters. Um, it's 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 evolved. Um, you know, third year, you're lucky. Yeah. You know, next year, next season, I think we'll be prepared. Hopefully. We'll, we'll get it. And um, I hopefully we'll have uh, some more equipment that will make it a lot easier to do. We have big ideas, people. Big, big ideas. Mm-hmm. You want to roll the thing? Yeah, let's roll it.
so today we have Jamie Fieldstead. Uh, she's a good friend of ours. Uh, she is also uh, from Iceland, and she uh, she loves her home country. She's been to Iceland three times, I believe, she says on the show, uh, and loves the volcano. She loves the culture, and we have her on here to join us for a Myths and Legends episode, uh, talking about some Icelandic myths and legends. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty good conversation. Uh, it was awesome. I... Yeah, Jamie. Jamie's really fun to talk to. She's easy going. So easy, so easy to talk to. Uh, we love her quite a bit. Uh, we will have her on the show again. Definitely. Um, she helped us. Uh, well, you know how we often devolve on our episodes, and then I that do. becomes our our extension. Um, sometimes you know you're the culprit. Yeah. Most of the times, I'm the culprit. <laughs> Sometimes we can get our guests on board, but often they have to drive home. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jamie took a cab here, and uh, she definitely needed to take a cab home, and we all had a lot of fun by the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That was a nice time. It was really nice. Um, but there is some Christmas theme to it. In Jamie's story. Especially in Jamie's story. I think I uh, touch on a little bit yeah. in my stories uh, when it comes to uh, life and death. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, All the problems you've been dealing with in December. Yeah. The Christmas, you know, the Christmas story as it is. Yeah. The nativity. And and then, you know, basically I, it was almost like a, a segue into Easter coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... Can we make this any more Christmassy so we can officially say it's a, at least our season two Christmas episode? Uh, I'm sure we could. What did you ask for for Christmas? I asked for a dog. Again? Yeah. You think it's going to happen this time? Well, Natalie sent me a text today saying, hey, why don't we just go and get a puppy? Let's just do it. She actually sent that? She did send this. Actually, you know, I'm going to pull it up. Okay. I'm, I'm going to pull up this conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, because... Natalie has a habit of doing this to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she gets little, you know, feelings about things, and then I bring it up. I'm like, okay, so are we going? Are we going to go check out these puppies that we were looking at on Kijiji or whatever? She's like, uh, you know what? We're not ready for a dog. I'm like... Fuck, again. He did this to me again. <laughs> she sent me Facebook photos of, you know what? I totally adopt these guys. It's like, okay, let's do it. She's like, oh, sorry, this was a picture from North Carolina. From two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she said, should we just get go get a puppy for Christmas and be done with it? My problem is I want a burner doodle so badly. And like, honey, don't even joke. And then uh, I said, did you happen to grab 20 bucks out of the console in the car? She said no. She said, and I said, "Dang, thought I had twenty bucks in the console of the car." And then she says, "So about said dog, I think I'm ready for one, but I want the right one, and I want the boys to be excited. Cedar will say he wants one, but I think dogs scare him. He rarely trusts them not to jump, etc. So maybe we take them looking for one. I don't know." And then I said, uh, "Um." Oh, no. There was a bunch of meandering in conversation. She says, Santa and I are collaborating on your gift, FYI. And I said, what does that mean? She says, you're getting one bigger one instead of two separate. Is that cool? 
And I said, so no dog? She said, will you find the perfect one in three days? And I said, no, probably not. So it happened again. <laughs> yeah. So this happened all within within a 20-minute period of time where she oh, got my you, hopes up. You poor bugger. <laughs> and I said, but what about the dog? Like, I don't need you and Santa to get something expensive for me, although dogs can be pricey. I also don't want Santa and her to pick a dog out without my um, input. Yeah. But uh, she is right. I probably couldn't find the perfect one in three days. It's true. So there's always next year when she gives me a couple weeks notice. Well, think about it. Next year we'll have a perfect Christmas special and you'll have a dog. Maybe we could have it in time for the Christmas special. It's totally possible. Get something with a little husky in it. Get mm-hmm. it a little puppy howling mm-hmm. with some Christmas carols. Uh-huh. Nick, write this on the the whiteboard. We need this. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. So. Okay. Well, anyways, I asked for a bunch of other shit, but probably not getting what I want. Oh. Uh, well, I think I know what you got. Is it what I want? I don't think you didn't. I mean, I think you'll like your presence. I always love my presence in any room that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> Okay, well, what did you ask for? I asked for scotch. Scotch. Pretty much any scotch. Cheap scotch, buy me two. Expensive scotch, buy me one. And I wanted decanter, too. Decanter. Yeah. Yeah, decanters are all the rage I hear these days. They they are. They're nice things to have. But like an antique one? I don't know. Like a nice, just a classy one. Just a simple, like it doesn't have to be super fancy. Where do you buy a decanter? Oh, they're all over now. There's lots of whiskey decanters places. Like the whis- Yeah, I saw some at Artworks that were nice. Oh, those got to be expensive. No, they weren't too bad. Like how much? I don't remember, like 60 bucks. I don't remember. That's it actually not too bad. Yeah. it's uh, You're going to use it more than once, so it's the same price as the nice bottle of scotch. Yeah. Or the medium price bottle of scotch. Yeah. I, that seems easy. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice thing. Easy so, thing. So we all uh, drew each other's names or rolled dice to figure out which brother is getting for who? So who's getting for you? Nick. Nick. Yeah. Nick, did you get him scotch? Nick is not answering. I actually know for a fact he did not. So I know what you're not getting. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I asked for. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's always next year, buddy. It's true. Yeah. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> Just want the love, caress, and warmth of a, a beautiful young scotch Puppy terrier. Oh, a Scotch terrier. <laughs> I love a Scotch terrier. I actually got you a pottery wheel. Uh, you were talking about it that one time. Mm-hmm. A pottery wheel. Pottery wheel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not what he got you. But anyways, uh, so neither of us are getting what we want. No. Uh, what did you get, Nick? Oh, wait. He's I didn't here. draw Nick. I drew Jeff. Hey, should we test Jeff? Like, see if he listens to the show? Actually listens to our show? I don't know, because this one's coming out before Christmas. I don't want to give it away. What if he does? Okay, what does it start with? But I mean, like, what letter does it start I, with? What is what letters does what I got him start with? Yeah, F. And that's what you got him just just some F, just some F. Oh, and some L. Oh, <coughs> and some W. Oh, F L W. Yeah. So so you got Jeff F L and W. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's great. I got. I drew. Who did I draw? Who am I? Oh, I'm buying for Nick. Yeah. Huh. I good. <laughs> I gotta get on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't even memorized who I got yet, <laughs> let alone think about what they're getting. What's funny is you drew everybody. You designed this. <laughs> I know I designed it, but it's just I've been really busy with the love and life and December death. things and death. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Should we get into it? Yeah. This it, one, a little preface here. This one, This one gets pretty gory. Oh, yes. There will be some stuff posted on... Well, especially one thing posted on our website along with this post, and it's a little gruesome. Uh, don't look at it if you're squeamish, and but free to look like you'll you'll be fine with it if you're Buddhist. That's all I'm gonna say. Sure, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a harsh. No, that's enough. We don't even need to say anymore. <clears throat> we'll just give it away. Sure. <laughs> Okay. And you'll find out how clearly super prepared I was for this episode. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for that. You made me look bad. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here's our Myths and Legends with Jamie Fieldstead. Brothers. I wish everyone sounded this smooth all the time. Oh, we do like all it. the time. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry it's all auto-tuned after oh see that's what i mean like <laughs> yeah. that g- control alt f turns yeah. your sharps to majors mm-hmm. so it's funny there's this a, thing actually does have a sharp is major function. isn't it there's a <laughs> james earl jones replace everybody yeah, we've played with that one before mm. um welcome we are here with a great guest jamie fieldstead good friend uh, uh, origins are of an Icelandic <laughs> variety, would you say? Yeah. What, what's the proper term? You're an Icelandician? Icelandic. Well, Icelandic. Icelandic. My, fa- my father is full Icelandic. And and your mother? My mother is German, Welsh, Argentinian. Ooh. Cool. That's a good combo. Fire and put, ice, baby. Put in a little of the Argentina with the ice. That's... Mm-hmm. Fire and ice. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are our first uh, real person-to-person guest of season two. Uh, we are doing we've we've done this theme of episode before. It's our myths and legends episode, and this is an episode where we get uh, guests on who just tell you know stories they're nerdy about, um, stories that they've always loved, things that are, are close to the heart or they find fascinating. Of the myths and legends variety, urban myths, regular myths, Greek myths, mm-hmm. yeah, legends, and, and then the legends. You know all the legends. Yeah. You know, it gets a little. It leaves room for like ghost stories or urban le- urban myths and all kinds. of I stuff. said urban myths already. Did you? I didn't. Yeah. Wasn't listening. I was. I wasn't listening. I was on Facebook. Yeah. So we have big plans with this uh, subcategory of our show, and uh, we thought that it would be great. Um, mainly because tickets are so cheap these days to go to Iceland that we should talk to someone about the crazy stories from Iceland. Would you? Okay, we're also drinking eggnog oh, here. I got just I got, and I'm looking. What what is in your eggnog? That's My a, eggnog's not doing this. It looks like a meatball. It's just a meatball-sized <laughs> nutmeg. Oh, you put the nutmeg in. Uh, yeah. 
What are you? <laughs> How old is this nutmeg? I just bought it yesterday. Yeah, well, uh, the nutmeg should be well, stirred it's, in. Well, it's, clum- it's clumpy. <laughs> Stuck in my it's finger. Like, no, you know, my, my nutmeg's not clumpy, Mike. I don't know what you did. Blame yeah. the nog. Okay, so uh, we're going to start this out. Uh, not with you, Jamie. Good. But thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Uh, apparently, Mike has said dibs on going first. I'm happy for that. Yeah. And so I'm we're going to we're gonna have you. It's going to be Mike first telling his story, mm-hmm. which I assume because it's first is the most boring of the bunch. And we're going to the episode's going to pick up towards the end. Uh, and then you're going to be in the middle. And then I'm going to sandwich that action. Uh, uh, I'll take I'll, t- I'll take the end. So I'm the meat. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I prepare. I just want to say I prepared long and hard for this one. I did a lot of work. A lot of research. Okay, well, we will uh, <clears throat> let you know if we noticed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to basically start off with a legend. And it's a Scott legend. I'm just going to just gonna go with it. Uh, there's lots of legends about Scott. Let's Scott's a legendary this is, dude. This is a real Scott legend, so just, <laughs> just bear with me and let me set the mood. Once, long ago, the ancient lord of darkness laments his isolation in the shadows before sensing the presence of two unicorns who safeguard the power of light. Whereupon darkness instructs Blix and his fellow goblins, Pox and Blunder, to kill the unicorns and bring him their horns to free himself. Meanwhile, Princess Lily... A mischievous and vibrant girl goes alone to the forest to meet her love interest, Jack O' the Green. An adventurous forest dweller who teaches her the languages of animals before showing her the unicorns as he promised he would someday do. Against Jack's pleas, Lily approaches the stallion to stroke him, making him distracted and the perfect target for a poison dart from Blix's blowpipe. Once hit, the unicorn's bolt and Lily... The unicorn's bolt and Lily makes light of Jack's fears and sets him a challenge by throwing her ring into a pond, declaring that she will marry whoever finds it. Jack, proving his love to Lily, dives into the pond to retrieve it. As the stallion dies from the poison and the goblin sees his horn, the forest and the pond freeze, setting the mortal realm into an apocalyptic winter. Lily runs off in terror before Jack can break the surface of the frozen pond taking refuge in a frozen cottage. Have you guys you guys haven't heard this legend before, have you? No, god no. It seems familiar. Does it? <laughs> it does. Have you heard this one before? <laughs> yeah, I might. Is this your dream last night? <laughs> it sounds familiar to me that story. I have if, is is this an actual old Scottish folktale <clears throat> legend of sorts? It's a Scott it's a Scott legend. Um you know you can you can still hear uh, the goblins in the woods. They say, and I think I have here, a re- I have a recording of here's, it. Here's oh. my thing, though. I'll say it after the recording, okay? Because maybe this will answer my thing I'm going to say. But go for it. Higher, higher, burning fire, making music like a choir. Mm-hmm. It seems a pity to waste such power. Waste. Better watch out, old pal Pox, or I'll turn you into little pork chops. 
Why not turn everything into garbage? A great towering mountain of slop. Is it Last Unicorn? No. What is it? That does sound familiar. Yeah. It's a Scott legend. Franchuk. Okay, I maybe panicked. That's a Scott I know. I panicked a little bit, and I'm oh. reading you the summary from the movie Legend by Ridley Scott. See? <laughs> yeah. You know Tom Cruise. Really, it sounds yeah. animated. That sa- always sounded animated. That's the most no, heavily dubbed movie I've like ever I'm, seen. I'm, I'm picturing like late '70s uh, animation film, like The Last Unicorn. It is Tom Cruise, over right? isn't he? Always yeah. animated to be tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has much. to be in order to. I think yeah. it's in his contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they only cast him with. We short need you actors. to express yourself a lot with a skip in your step, so you have the appearance of height. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I obviously, I obviously was a little rushed preparing tonight. So that was that was really that was a quick put together. And I'm so you printed that off of Wikipedia. I did, and I apologize, but I have I got you know what I got something else. I'm good. I like it. I got something else. So you wanted to go first, so I just we could get want, to the editing. I just wanted to get right it out of the way at, when we're done. This thought so it'd be we'll, easier to cut it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So. Um, Makes me feel so much better for myself. I, I don't know if you guys know about the uh, the uh, the town of uh, 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 Burkittsville, Maryland. Yeah, of course. Why, who doesn't? <laughs> Go there every year. Yeah. Don't. Well, don't, don't our parents have a summer cottage there? <laughs> well, the Bur- Burkittsville, Maryland, is, uh, is uh, it used to be known as a little place. Uh, well, okay. Well, you might be familiar with. Uh, a, a little story about some people who wandered off into the woods, and they had oh the Roanoke's, and they had cameras. Um, oh no, not the Roanoke's. It was a, it, they had cameras, and it was scary out there. And uh, you, you know, the town of Burkittsville used to be known as the town of uh, Blair. Mm, Blair Witch uh, Project. Mm. No, yes. oh yeah, no, different reference. Yeah, it's the Blair Witch Project. Oh, see, but these aren't actual. No, but I actually do have a real story about. About about Burkittsville, Maryland. All right, because <laughs> because <laughs> three strike three strikes you're out. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is from this is this is a little article from a website called uh, ancientorigins.net. Uh, so I pulled this right off there, so I'm giving them full credit because I'm going to read you from that from this website. Uh, okay, so. Uh, when most people hear about the Blair Witch, images come to mind of a horror film, which was released in 1999 with very low production budget. Uh, I went on a date to it. You did you? Mm-hmm. I remember I bought like a triple chill cake from McCain, and I ate the whole thing and watched it. I wasn't on a date, but I went with my friend, and he was one of those people that puked. Wait. Oh, he sounds lame. He was just like a puker, or what do you mean? Like he oh, puked no. during the movie? Oh, wait, you're on to a different, not the Blair Witch. Yeah, movie? we're talking about Blair yeah, Witch. No, yeah, I know. He, he was People like one puke, of those motion pukers? sickness oh, guys. Oh, I get it, I get it, yeah. And we were sitting there, and he was just like, and we didn't huh. even drink yet. We were only like 16. Huh. And he barfed all over I all c- of us. I kind of wonder if I would have if I saw it in theaters. I saw it on, like, VHS. It was crazy. Third phase, West Ed. Hmm. Would you... The thing about the movie also was that when it first came out, before the internet had everything with like the spoiler alerts and stuff, it was just like, just showed up. And it was like, is this real or is it not real? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. And this was before internet. Like, I think 
we well, just, internet existed, but it did. But the, we the, just the had fan a bases CD-ROM. weren't on there. Yeah, yet. there wasn't. Yeah, it was what was that? Ninety six, ninety five, ninety nine. What? Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Fucking old. Yeah. yeah, you weren't sixteen in ninety nine. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I was twelve. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Okay. You know what? Here's the gist of the Blair Witch thing. A bunch mm-hmm. of people went missing. A town got all weird and abandoned, uh, and then it was just a ghost town, uh, in the in the standard sense of that term. Uh, a town that no one lives in. A town that no yeah. one lives in anymore. And then uh, some guy named something Burkittsville bought it and then re-ran the town. <laughs> and and renamed it. Renamed it Burkittsville. <laughs> Uh, he was de- he wanted to save the town, uh, but I have a his way- last name was Burkittsville. Yeah, Burkittsville. <laughs> Sean Bur- <laughs> Sean Burkittsville. I'm changing the town name. <laughs> Practically writes itself. <laughs> uh, welcome to Burkittsvilleville. <laughs> uh, no, the real thing I really, really, totally want to talk about for real this time. Okay, because you're really wasting. Your I know. Here. I know. I know. This isn't very long though. It's just it's just something that I really like, and it's kind of it. the reason I was going to tell that Blair Witch story is because it's something that still persists today. The town is still well known for it. The town still is very um, superstitious about the the witch in the area. It's 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 a common legend that a culture totally uh, lives with today. Oh, you got me hooked after mm-hmm. that. Well, I want to talk about another culture that has legends that still exist today and that they that they utilize frequently uh in the japanese culture uh they have a ghost uh phantom it's like a supernatural monster or spirit or a, a demon in their folklore called a yokai okay and the yokai is a word uh, uh the it's made up of the kanji for bewitching attractive calamity and specter apparition it's a bunch of things. Mystery, suspicious. Uh, they're also called Mononoke. Mononoke. That's where Princess Mononoke comes from, if you've ever seen the, mm-hmm. the film. I, I actually just watched that yesterday. <clears throat> For the first time? <laughs> oh, no, it's my, my fifth time. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. film. It's a good one. But uh, they, they've existed in Japanese culture forever. like Thousands of years. Thou- yeah, since the dawn of the Japanese culture. But yeah. they exist in modern times as well. Uh, uh They've been really introduced in a lot of their various kinds of media. Yokai are told about in legends in various forms, but traditional oral storytelling by elders and older people is rare, and regionally unique situations and background in oral storytelling are not easily conveyed. For example, the classical yokai represented by Tsukumogami can only be felt... <laughs> I'm going to edit down to will I pronounce that correctly. Uh, <laughs> Can only be felt. You got a lot of editing to do. Yeah, can only be felt <laughs> as something realistic and living close to nature, such as tanuki, Japanese raccoon dogs, foxes, and weasels. Kitsune. Uh, yeah. Wait. What? That's a fox. Yeah, kitsune. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so there's like a lot of different kinds of yokai. It's an interesting concept. Uh, a lot of times, it, it's things like a. An object. If an object gets neglected for a long time, the idea is that it takes on takes on a personification of its own. It becomes its own spirit. So uh, they have an umbrella monster. You know, if an umbrella is left alone for a long time, uh, an empty seat. It can be a little bit stranger too. So like uh, an empty seat on a bus that's surrounded by two people. That empty seat. No one will sit there because it it appears that someone's there. You know, that's a that's a yokai. 
it's a it's a really neat concept it, it traverses a lot of different planes and there's several different categories of it it's it's pretty fascinating stuff and there's a few uh few that have really stuck around a long time and they're like real school school kid uh yokai like the hanako-san who it's a japanese urban legend about a spirit of a young world war ii era girl who haunts school bathrooms uh, and she allegedly appears uh when one shouts her name I don't know how many times you have to do it, but uh, oh, here it is. Which also <laughs> happens to be the same onomatopoeia sound that Japanese people make when they're taking a big turd. <laughs> I just love the word onomatopoeia. onomatopoeia. Yeah. What's what, what's it, what's the what's the yokai's name again? <laughs> what's yokai's name again? Hanako-san. Uh. Hanako. It sounds like you, it sounds like you're in an anime and you just got stabbed through the chest. <laughs> yeah, you're just dying and saying the name of Hanako-san. Oh, at least Hanako shows up though. Ooh. Well, when you shout her name. <laughs> yeah. According to the legend, a person who goes to the third stall in the girl's bathroom on the third floor and knocks three times before asking, "Are you there, Hanako-san?" will hear a voice answer, "I'm here." If the person chooses to enter the stall, there will be a small girl in a red skirt. Hanako-san is a popular and widespread urban legend, often played by school children as a rite of courage or a method of hazing of new students. Similar to, you know, Bloody Mary in, mm, in the Western mm-hmm. schools. Pretty much the same. Classic. Same classic concept. Same classic concept. And there's another one. Another uh, classic modern yokai. Uh, <laughs> Kuchisake-ona. Or Kuchisake-ana. I'm not exactly sure. Could you suck you up, Anya? <laughs> Which is translated into <laughs> uh, slit-mouthed woman is how it's yeah. translated. Could you suck you wanna? <laughs> Could you suck you Oh, boy. None of that is appropriate. Well, you're the one with the ter- terrible I'm just, pronunciations. I'm just, it's uh, Kuchi Sake Ona. We're making fun of your pronunciation. That's the way it is. Yeah, not- okay, so the slit-mouthed woman. Yeah, let's just call her that. <laughs> so the slit-mouthed woman. <laughs> borderline <laughs> we're going borderline okay there's a figure appearing in japanese urban legends she is a woman who was mutilated by her husband and returns as a malicious spirit when rumors of alleged sightings began spreading in 1979 around the nagasaki prefecture it spread throughout japan and caused panic in many towns there are even reports of schools allowing children to go home only in groups escorted by teachers for safety uh, and of police es- increasing their patrols. Recent sightings include many reports in South Korea uh, in the year 2004 about a woman wearing a red mask who was frequently seen chasing children. And in October 2007, a coroner found some old records from the late 1970s about a woman who was chasing little children. She was then hit by a car and died shortly after, it says, apparently. Her mouth was ripped from ear to ear although some stories describe her as a former patient of a mental asylum. The more common story describes that her husband found out that she was cheating and used a sword to cut her mouth from ear to ear and shouted, Who will think you're beautiful now? Ooh, that's a dark one. Aye, aye, aye. So this is where like, <clears throat> like my idea of what yokai is is different. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's a few different takes on yokai. Like I said, there's different. Yeah. Like the, There's the cute yokai. Yokai... yokai like can be a generic term for mm-hmm. just ghost for sure but it, it 
it's got more nuance. There's a there's another modern uh, uh, legend. I like always taking these things to the urban myths, though. Urban sure. legends are my uh, my bread and butter. So according to the legend, she walks around wearing a surgical mask. Uh, the woman will ask a potential victim. I don't I don't know what she does to them. Am I pretty? And oh, if I've heard an- this story before. And if they answer no, she will kill them with a pair of scissors, which she carries. If they answer yes, she will pull away the mask, revealing that her mouth is slit from ear to ear, and ask, how about now? If they answer no, she will cut her victim in half. If the person answers yes, then she will slit his or her mouth like hers. It is oh impossible <laughs> It is impossible to run away from her, lose, lose. and she will simply reappear in front of the victim. That's classic. Classic horror Japanese style. Hmm. That's really something. There, you know um, it. But it's it's kind of going full round back to the Scott thing, right? Like the Scottish... The Scott it? legend? The Scott legend? Yeah, the Scott legend. And the Scottish smile or the Glasgow, not, Glasgow grin is like a bad thing you do to someone that owes you money. Oh. You slight their fucking whole... Give them a give them a Heath Ledger. Yeah, oh, you we give don't, them. We you don't give swear in our podcast, Jamie. Forgot that's, to tell that's you. That's not that. true. You just say whatever you want. Yeah, say whatever the fuck you want. Edit that out. Control F, delete. <laughs> Control fuck, delete. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, no worries. Um, when the legend reappeared in the 1970s, rumors of ways to escape also emerged. Some sources say she can also be confused by the victim answering her questions with ambiguous answers, such as "You are average" or "So so." I assume you have to have a little hand, uh, little hand wave. Little, <laughs> <laughs> Another method is to flip It's a her. lot of composure you have to have in a situation <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, uh, you got to really sell it. Oh, like, Jesus. Uh, remember your training. Remember your training. Uh, uh, so, so. Uh, Am I pretty? <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, I'd take you. I, I would date I would go on a date with you. Warm water. I would not go out on a date with you. You know? <laughs> uh, another method is to flip <laughs> is to flip her questions towards her such as asking her do you think I'm pretty <laughs> do you think I'm handsome <laughs> I don't know <laughs> unsure of what to do she will give a person enough time to escape while she is lost in thought <laughs> I love that image <laughs> Oh. Oh. Sizing you up. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, I've never thought about this. But if you're judging someone, wouldn't you be looking at them and instead of like not looking at them, gazing away? Like, how do you run away when someone's standing there judging you? I think I think ghost thought are? is a little bit more drawn out than the average thought. Oh, I'm sure they, they move in slow motion too, don't they? Yeah, yeah you got to remember they don't have quick synapses that are attaching. It's 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 a whole other realm that's thinking. Right. Yeah, if you're thinking Patrick Swayze and Ghost, that's that's not realistic at all. Mm-hmm. Another escape route is to tell her. One has a previous engagement. She will pardon her manners and excuse herself. That seems way too easy. That seems. I do that every day. Actually, that seems like actually the more natural thing to do. Like, Like, you know what? I would even hate to conjecture what you look like because my thoughts are with my fiance. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I hope you do well. By well, is that what they mean by a previous engagement, or do they mean like ah, I would love to answer, but yeah. like I got it, I got a dentist appointment in about ten. I got, a, I really got to book it. My bus is gonna leave. 
<laughs> I think my response would be like, I will write it in an essay for you. I need to go home to my computer. I'm just like, I need to smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in, I, in some variations of the tale, she can be distracted by fruit or candles thrown at her, which she will then pick up, thus giving the victim a chance to run. Fruit or candles? Apparently. <laughs> See, that Can- actually seems no, like... <clears throat> sorry, I misread that. Candies. Candies. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one actually makes more sense. I feel like someone's like... Like it's literally Valentine's Day, and they're like they're bringing their fancy Japanese fruit in a box of candy. Yeah, and then they're confronted with this ghost, and they're just like ah, and then they just throw it. Do you think I'm pretty? And then they throw it, and they run ah, and then they're like, well, it worked. (laughs) I I survived. I'm alive. (laughs) I'm alive to tell it. Yeah. Try it next time. Everyone carry around candy and fruit all the time. (laughs) Never go anywhere without it. Except that pineapple costs eight ninety nine for just a little square thing of it at Safeway the other day, and I was disappointed. Oh, uh, that's better than like eighty two ninety nine in Japan when you're doing their fancy, uh, uh, like designer fruit that they do. How much is cantaloupe and honeydew? That shit's everywhere. Nobody yeah, I- eats it. <laughs> it's just in every not, fruit cup. It's boring and it tastes the same. And it gets, and it and tastes it gets like weird and slimy right away. If you drank a bottle of Pedialyte and then puked it up, is what cantaloupe tastes like. Do you think that she? No, do you guys, think, don't ruin that for do you me. Think I that, like melon. Well, hey, melons of various kinds. <laughs> I think it smells like barf. I think that they're not good. What barf are you smelling? <laughs> good, obviously never, good barf. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, the barf right after you eat a bunch of cantaloupe and honeydew. <laughs> right, after, right after you had watermelon schnapps. <laughs> uh, anywho, why is watermelon schnapps a thing? Well, that's a whole question for another podcast. <laughs> that's a question for the how pretty am I? Girl, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's what you answer. You're like, why do they make watermelon schnapps? That's what I want to know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's confused. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, I I have a feeling you would survive that attack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. That's all I got for you. I like it. That's all my stories. (laughs) I mean, I see why you wanted to go first. Yeah. You wanted to be done with it so that you can. not be nervous about not having prepared yeah i mean sure hey i mean you had some bookmarked wikipedia pages in front of you it was great <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so and, were uh, you prepared last week when i canceled yeah i was exactly yeah, that, i was exactly a, as prepared oh. so that's what's really or funny less. is that uh we had to postpone this uh, <laughs> episode because jamie was sick last week and so you had a lot of time to really mm. f- flesh things out i didn't uh, did I, d- I? You know what? Speaking Time. of flesh, oh, gross! Put that away. <laughs> you put it away. <laughs> so, yokai. My kids watch a show called Yokai Watch. They do. And now, Yokai Watch is literally about the Japanese ghosts that roam around Japan, Tokyo, and uh, he happens to come across one who grants him. Literally a watch, like a, a wristband watch. Oh, okay, that allows him when he thinks something's amiss, he hits his watch, and it, all of a sudden the yokai will show up. So one of the one of my favorite ones is I, th- I think his name is Squeaky Cheeks or or Squiffy Cheeks, something like that. And and we'll you know what we'll actually it put sounds a fo- like a bad fart. We'll we'll we'll, it does. Put, we'll we'll put a we'll put a photo of 
squeaky cheeks on um, <laughs> on squiffy biscuits on the on the website. Um, but he's literally it's the ghost that is responsible for that time when you're in the middle of a quiet classroom or in an elevator, and all of a sudden you go. Yeah. out your bum <laughs> you know and then everyone looks at you and the mortification you feel that yokai squeaky cheeks or whatever his name is oh so that's a, is che- where cheeks, it is. cheeky squeaks i wasn't yeah. wrong with the first no no, no no it's very literal oh. because uh the the photo of him if you see an image of him um he actually his whole face is just a bum with two eyes oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> And gas comes out, and when the gas like surrounds, like you, Donald you go, Trump, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. it's very funny. Uh, the cartoon's very funny. Yeah, uh, I. It's a rip off of Pokemon in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but the family and I, we we sit down and and we laugh out loud. I haven't seen the Japanese version of it, but the English version is actually pretty good. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Messing up your hair, they'll trip you up, give you a flat tire, or make your socks go missing in the dryer. Yo, I make mischief anywhere, and you may not even believe they're there. But let me introduce you to my friend, he's found a way to connect with them. He's got a That is, uh, that's amazing. It makes you want to watch it, though, doesn't it? it I'm really does. totally intrigued. It. Hey. Hey, after this. Uh, smoke a J and uh, we'll put it up on yeah, the, the screen Put it on here. the big screen. Yeah, that'll be a nice <laughs> extension for the folks at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to the extension episode. <laughs> <laughs> after party. Well, it's a great uh, like segue into what I'm even wanting to talk about, which is the Yulon. No way. He, is it, it is. Are you like, kidding me? I'm not, I'm that not. bullshit that he just pulled out <laughs> that is going to segue into which, which, one, that which song. one of the three bullshits? <laughs> yeah, the song. <laughs> that song is like basically, I don't know, the English version of the Icelandic Yulads of the guys that want to fuck with your life. Oh, we're not meant to you can You can say whatever No, we were want. just kidding. You can you can say fuck anytime we, we, you want. We, we are, we're labeled as explicit content. Uh, thank you. There's a red E on our podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But no, it is great because these guys want to mess with your life all the time. And in December, they sneak up on you and they do all this crazy things. Who, who are so they? What are they? They're lads? The, the Yule lads. Ooh. And this is, um, there's 13 of them. They're the children of a woman named Gulia. Okay. And she's a nasty bitch. And she eats children. Whoa. And she had these gross, disgusting trolls of children to, like, help her find the naughty, naughty, naughty children. Ugh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so, same like North American culture, if you're bad, you know, Santa's not going to give you a present. No. Iceland, 17th century, if you're bad, Grilia's going to come and eat you. Okay, so this is their version of like the Krampus or or that Christmas demon that deals with the the riffraff. Yeah. Yeah. But they have great names. And my favorite is the Sausage Swiper in Islenskiu. 
Bjugnakrækar. Bjugnakrækar? Bjugnakrækar. He would hide in the rafters and snatch your sausages while they were being smoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And um, um, another one I like is the spoon liquor. <laughs> in, in Icelandic. Uh, um, he steals your spoon and he will lick it and he's and it very back. malnourished. He he's malnourished. No, and... <laughs> Does he just take it and lick it? Because that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> like, you have my spoon. No, but... but if he puts it back after licking it, then... I actually true. do remember, though, when I was a kid, like, we would do things like that at my grandma's farmhouse. Um, you would always put out a bowl of rice pudding on Christmas, and it would be for, like, the elves and the trolls. And in the morning, you'd wake up, and it would be gone, and the kids would be, like, losing their mind, right? Like, yeah. oh, my God. They came and licked our bowl. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and there's a bowl licker too. There's a guy who, um, oh, the big nose guy. The doorway sniffer. Whoa. He has an abnormally large nose and an <laughs> acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate lafnabrat, which is sweet bread. These all sound very similar to. Oh, like sweet breads. Yeah, like a heavy, heavy, thick sweet bread is oh, what okay. my grandma Not like sweet breads, like uh, your organ meats. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Um, oh, we got another one for that. <laughs> yeah, there's the all awful. kinds the guy, of guys. The guy who likes like, the awful meat. Oh, yeah, there's the window peeper. Oh, that's creepy. He looks like Santa. Um, but with well, binoculars. Yeah, but he he likes to look at. So we, we're, he's we're, the guy, we're getting a visual of these. He's uh, the guy. Oh yeah, people oh, at home. Uh, he's the guy who great, would look in the windows and tell his brothers what they could go in and steal. Oh, cool. yeah. Weird, creepy. Yeah, but when you were talking about the candy thing earlier, and you accidentally said candles, mm-hmm. it was uh, really funny because one of these Yule lads is uh, the candle stealer. Oh, and yeah, his name is Kurtasnikir, and he follows children in order to steal their candles, which in those days were made of tallow, and he could mm-hmm. eat them. Tallow's that tallow's that beef shit that's in a McCain cake. Weren't you talking about a McCain cake? Triple earlier? chill cake from McCain. They had to remake a McCain cake because it had tallow in it, and these vegans thought they could eat it. And then they found out. It's why do you need way- to make a cake with tallow? Yeah. Why, why do you? Why do you have to put beef? Well, because it was good. It's fat. It's yeah. uh, beef fat. It tasted well, I guess it's rendered lard. Fat. Wait. When did it change? Oh, it changed about three years ago, okay. and I didn't even I know that it changed. It. I, know. I knew I didn't yeah, like it. I'm right there with you. No, but you know what they shouldn't have done is put a billboard up on Jasper Ave that says, "Now we're better." Oh. And weird. I was like. Why were they bad? What, a moral? Yeah, That's and so bullshit. it made me look up McCain Cakes, like, we're back and we're great. And I'm like, what was so bad about it before? And it was because it was made with beef tallow. Mm. Oh, and if they would have never told me that, I wouldn't real, have even cared. real animal fats just really tickle the, the taste buds, though, you know? Like, yeah. there there's a lot of sensation and pleasure that comes from it that no one can deny, even vegans and vegetarians, because... Is one of the reasons that they will, you know, have to go back because there's a 
there's a yeah. quality there. And things. when you let them sit a while, they get mm. like kind of a tang. Well, even our even <laughs> some of our best friends that say they're vegetarian, if there's a pot of bacon on the stove, or not a pot of bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh god! No, don't put it in a pot. If there's a pot of bacon. They will immediately see the uh, gluttony the involved in this, and they're just like, "No, too much." But if you have like a few, like three strips on a plate, yeah, they, they will eat one of those yeah. strips for sure. Curtis Ross is gonna eat that shit up. Curtis <laughs> yeah. Ross eats bacon all the time. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian, but I eat bacon. Mm-hmm. No, at North Country Fair, when there's no food left and it's Sunday, I'll eat bacon. I'd eat anything probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be the the Pilsner sniper, the sausage sniper. Mm. Uh, uh, that's see, that's the guy after my own heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can relate. Yeah, there's also the skier skier sniper, which is skier is Icelandic yogurt, and it's delicious. But there's all these they and they steal all your different foods. Um, so they do this to punish you, or they're just around. They're mischief guys, like just the same as like the yokai. Ju- like the yokai. They yeah, also sound exactly. like a little bit like uh, the Seven Dwarves. A little a bit. Like you got Grumpy, you got Sneezy, you got like I everyone think, who's got their shtick. Yeah, I think and they're that's, named accordingly. Yeah, but also it was similar to the stealing children thing because their mom, Grilia, okay, would steal the children and eat them. Like same with the yokai as well. So those oh. were her children. She's she's yeah. definitely. Oh, and if, she if has. If a that's husband. what like. A, Wait, a woman, a woman who eats children because they're bad. If she can produce thirteen sons, who yeah. all they do is steal bits of food and lick your spoons. Apparently, she did pretty darn good. They're not trying to outshine their mom. They're like, mom's a little crazy. I'll steal a sausage or two, but she'll fucking eat you. According, <laughs> I, I think they're, they're like some of them are half brothers because she was married three times and she killed all of her husbands. And the last husband she had. Was uh, a lazy. I don't want to swear. So, swear. Swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. swear. He's yeah, a lazy yeah. motherfucker. But that that is who translates to Santa. Who she's the one who's like, you better be good. You better be good, or you're gonna die. Oh. And then her husband was the guy that actually came and like left you a treat. Full, Isn't it funny? One of the notes I wrote was cut in half because it's something that you spoke about, which is also the whole fucking point of this like uh, this collective consciousness of myths and religions and um you know just things that come up in a human mind are so similar and we're talking about all like corners of the, the world, world. Yeah. all over the world yeah um have you heard of the Necropants? No, no. And you, you, you said you, you, when you were giving us a little synopsis, you said that that's what this was, and I have never heard of it, and I'm very curious. I don't know anything about it. It's Necropants. Um, can you necro-pants. use that in a sentence? Donde esta mi Necropants? Oh, sorry. That's my mama coming out in me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is something that is from 17th century Icelandic, uh, folklore. Okay. Uh, sorcery, witchcraft, and it includes making a pact with somebody before they die. So basically, like, you're gonna donate your organs. Right. You have a pact with the sorcerer or whoever, and after you die... You're buried, put in the ground. 
you have to be full through the whole ceremony. Then they'll dig you up, cut your body in half, skin you from the waist down in one full sheet. Well, you can't have a stitch gone. Like it has to be like when you yeah, skin a rat, when you right. skin a rabbit, yeah, yeah, you pull. Er, yeah, everything all in one go, and put them on immediately. Pulling on, wait, what? You put them. Well, the sorcerer. Oh, like, the sorcerer puts on the skin take, pants. Yeah, he skins the guy, puts him back in his grave, and then you need to find a poor widow. I don't know if she necessarily has to be poor, but. You have to steal like her last silver coin, like her last dime. No it's like shit. take someone's last dime, and you have the dead man's pants on your body. Well, it's not his pants; it's his legs. <laughs> no, you skinned him off. Yeah, I. I, oh, I mean, you his legs. His skin legs. Oh, he's a dead legs man, skin. and those were his pants as a dead man. I guess. He's, sure, no. go for it. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, they didn't get the memo that you could have just taken his funeral pants. Off. I'm understanding. No, <laughs> you know, it's not the pants that he wore in his coffin. It's his skin. Yeah, his yeah. birthday suit uh-huh. pants. His birthday, birthday pants. pants. <laughs> Death day pants too. And you take the coin from the poor widow, throw it in the nutsack. Okay, well, I guess those would be there too. Oh, it's a scrotum, I guess. And if <laughs> if you put it in there, it will have everlasting. Um, more silver coins, and it'll look more. And more your natural. your nut, your scrotum will be full of um, silver coins it, forever and ever. Whoa. And then you hand them down to your family, and um, the pants. Yeah, but you have to. Like also, they're an heirloom now. Yeah, you have to make a pact with the next person. So when you die, they have to be ready for like and be there when you die because it has to be within a very short amount of time. That someone will take them off your dead body and wow. put them onto the next guy wow. in the family, and then the your fucking nutsack will keep getting full of coins. Okay, so it's not about it's not about okay. Uh, yeah, it's to I'm be with, rich. I'm with, I'm with you on the uh, you know the skinning part and like the the wearing the pants <laughs> part, um, but there's no treatment whatsoever. Like they treatment. did, like you know, like taxidermy methods before they like like. Well, we got our leather pants now. Well, I have a photo which doesn't translate. Because I just think that like podcast, you won't make a lot of money. Well, if you send with, us the link, so we can put it on with your leg with your legs stinking so bad. Uh, do they put the smelling like rotten in flesh? The Treatment? We're talking about like sixteen twenty, man. Yeah, they knew how to treat. Yeah, well, maybe. This but, is no, this did, is where you, the fact checker said, comes in. You just said skin and put on. But maybe oh yeah, you have this. to. But, but regardless. Of whether they're treated or not. People did this? Yeah. Yeah, see, it looks more normal. It's full of coins. Oh, Jesus, Jamie. That's... We're also looking at Yeah, no. That, yeah, okay, now we're so, looking at so the that was... But they did a good job. That was a yeah. pair of This is a pro job. <laughs> yeah. With the feet and the toes. Yeah. Oh, God. And the dick. And if you yeah. and if you <laughs> zoom in on... If you zoom in on... The... I don't... Do I have to zoom? I'm going to Well, zoom. if you do, it kind of looks like Donald Trump's face. It does. Yeah. It looks see? like that statue of him. Yeah, what a dick. So that was, Ugh. I mean, obviously this is a, a photo from a museum. Yeah. And, and uh, it in looks the West, like, like in someone the West who's like handed these pants, be like, I hand these to you, my son, before no, I die. I think, I think and, they... And they're like, you know, I think I'm just going to put it in the museum. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm good. 
I, I think they replicated them somehow by asking someone when they died if they minded if you could skin Whoa, them. But they did a really good job of keeping like the, the knit, scrotum and everything on. I know. How like would you skin a dick? Yeah, how do you, how do you skin a dick? There's pubes on this. Just look at that picture again because it's so oh, good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Honestly... <laughs> What I my first my Jamie first, that was I've never heard of necropants and I'm really really fucking glad you brought it. Nabrok. Can I just say? Okay. Like this is so Icelandic. Like yeah, <laughs> like, like like frostburn. Uh, honestly, <laughs> have, have you ever tried to buy jeans in Iceland? Cuz you have to have a particular body type to fit in those jeans. Like if you got like like Swedish jeans or anything like that, it's like yeah. they're they're long, they're skinny. Yeah. There's a particular like Scandinavian body type that just like uh, like I can fit in those. I mean, what's that? Like a 30 20 29? 30, that's a 30, that's 30, a 28 34. Yeah. That's what that's what I am. I'm a 28 34. Hey, you're wow. a 28 34? Yeah. Wow. You can wear those pants. Fuck yeah. <laughs> those are you. Necro pants. I asked my dad about any stories he had when he was a kid. And he basically told me, he's like, I could tell you anything. But one thing he wanted to say was one of the first memories he had was sitting on his dad's lap and his dad would be away fishing on Lake Winnipeg all summer and be gone more than half the year and come back and whatever scraps he had left that they couldn't sell at the market they called them saugers or suckers they were like the bottom feeders of the fish Mm, the jackfish of the world Mm -hmm. yeah i guess so yeah. yeah and it was his favorite time and his first memory as a child is sitting on his dad's lap and popping the eyes out of the fish heads and and having them with like vinegar and and stuff and they're like little jewels that were like candy to I, eat, yeah. you know. You know, I've always wanted to try it, and I've never, I've never. Well, I've just never been in a scenario where I could. I think I in would. a proper way. Yeah, yeah. Proper I think format. I would do it if somebody like presented me. Here's some fish eyes. I'd be like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. P.S. I totally thought when you were getting on, on the like, see, he's sitting on his lab. I totally was terrified he was going to be wearing necro pants. Oh, he wasn't. I thought that no. was the story. No, sitting no. on his really pe- glad it on was sitting his lap. <laughs> Sitting on his necro pants. Do you need Do you need a change for the store? Do you need any yeah. Money? But How also, Dad, I want an ice cream. Like, well, let me just reach into my pants. <laughs> Grab you up some coins. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But at the same time, my grandma will probably be cooking blood pudding on the stove. You know, like that's another thing that used to creep me out as a kid, even. You know, because of the word blood. Well, and it's blood pudding, man. Yeah. It is just like it's just blood. cooked, it's coagulated blood. blood which well, is... you have to stir it a lot, so There's it doesn't coagulate too. so much, right? Like, it but, has but to once keep... you finally have it in a skin, though, Ugh. yeah, like the Brit, the Brit style blood pudding is straight up blood with spices. I mean, yeah, herbs yeah, and you, you in throw there. some nutmeg in there, like we have tonight. Yeah, and hey, you got nut sex. That's like pudding. Do you guys know what spotted dick is? Yeah, is it's a it? dessert. It's a yeah, raisin. What is it's it? a long, uh, a yule log, actually, dessert. Mm. You know a yule log dessert. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so basically kind of like that in that shape, uh, but it's like a raisin cake. Oh. Okay. And now I actually think uh, spotted dick might have been a literal being like, 
there's a dick with spots on it. Just like, like it's 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 a long cake with ra- like it is a dick shaped cake. Yeah, I'd rather eat a spotted dick than a Christmas cake. But some some yeah, guy in the yeah. the right the, the, the middle ages is like ah why don't we just call it. Let's have some more of that spotted dick, Oi, mama. Why don't we have a little bit more of that spotted dick, guy? <laughs> yeah. I have another a spotted spot dick was delicious. I'll bought it. And then eventually over time, it like, became like really part of the culture, and everyone lost the idea of where the name came from. It's just like... <laughs> the queen's like, dick. Well, we, have to, we have to follow it with spotted dick. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I need some tea and spotted dick, please. <laughs> Dot, what's that thing on the table? <laughs> oh, it's just a spotted dick. Just wait till you get your mouth Fine. around that dick. <laughs> we, mo- we've, we've tried it's your mother's favorite. <laughs> we've tried so many different combinations of really bad uh, <laughs> British, British accents. Accent. There's some Liverpool in there. There was some. <laughs> oh, we got to oh, we got to do the Manche- Manchester. We're not that good here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, good round table <laughs> man yeah I don't know if you know it and if you don't know it we'll cut this out but there are places in Iceland that you can't build on because mm-hmm. they're like elf habitats oh of course yeah I didn't even want to talk about that because I thought it was too generalized because so many people are going to Iceland lately it's okay no and but Actually, not so many people, not everybody. And also, I have to go to Iceland in August for a wedding. You have and not to? not have to. I'm actually oh very excited. Goodness. And I actually encouraged her to do it in Iceland as opposed to here, or as opposed to Toronto, because it's like, no, same price for a plane ticket. Might as well go to Iceland. And, and I, I actually I brought with me tonight a uh, stone that I found on Mount Hecla, which is one of... Um, my favorite volcanoes in the world. I'm a I'm a Vulcan, uh, not like a spot. volcanophiliac. <laughs> I am volcanolic. Uh, volcanophiliac. Volcanologist. No. Vol- volcanoes Vol- get Vulcano you off. Aficionado. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I Italian love to part. travel the world and um, witness volcanic activity. And. Of course, it's in my blood. But one of the things I brought was this rock. And if you want to talk about the elves, this is why. This, again, oh, nice. is a visual thing that you cannot see in a podcast. I'm going to take a picture of but it and put it on the website. it's a reason why they believe that the elves live in the rocks. Because it it's... Lots of... It's t- magma, uh, man. Like, tubulars and... Um, and- it's awesome. Yeah, and there's a lot of things, and there's a lot of different shimmering things, and you can see them. You see things out the corner of your eye when you're like traveling around the country a lot, and things that move, and you look, and they're not there. And I think it has a lot to do with Shape um, of the, geography. Just the optics of the rock. Like, well, it really like throws yeah. you. What do you call that? I guess so. Um, Oh man, my mind is skipping me. The optical illusion. No, the type of rock uh, that is volcanically formed. Quartz. I, I think yeah, igneous is the lava rock. 
Yeah. Yeah, metamorphic is the it's like a diamond that's been buried under pressure. Crushed. There's heat and pressure that are going on, not just melted and reformed. Right. And this is some this is like three or eighty kind of different minerals melted. Melted into and one. become one yeah, that's oh you can smell the volcano on this rock. Really? Oh yeah, I'm smelling it right now. Yeah. I can smell something too, but I think it's the ashtray burning in the corner. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Might be my computer. It's pretty old. <laughs> so, talking about this, and you're you're talking about how that. Well, how, how many it, times have you been there? I've been there twice, and it's been the first time I went there was 2006. So it was before mm-hmm. the economic fucking downfall of everything that. Iceland got classified as a terrorist country. Yeah, so many terrorists. They're horrible. Yeah, they, no, um, because it was everyone was putting on all this money into foreign banking, and they got fucked over. Oh. Like, you remember? I heard something about this. Yeah, but the Hulda folk. <clears throat> are the people who live in the rocks and the trolls that who live. Who folk? Who the folk? Who, who are they? Who the folk. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> 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 They're not our. Who the folk? Who the folk are you? Who the folk want the Canadian dollar? Yeah, I I just thought that would be too boring of a story because I think a lot of people know about those guys, and I want to tell you about the other guys. Like well, you tell us about whatever you want to tell us about. But it's not well, elves; it's trolls, right? Like yeah, trolls are the yeah, they're like the big ones. Uh, well, there's well, the giants. little the little ones. Well, there's are... giants and there's little ones, and actually, a lot of people make little homes for them, mostly in northern Iceland, um, where my family's from is Akureyri. And they, a lot of places you go, you will see little um, houses built, like small miniature houses, and people build them for the Hude folk to be in them if they want to be, Whoa. like like gnomes, but not they. You don't see them; they're invisible unless you see them glimmering out the corner of your eye. Um, yeah, it's. That's pretty cool. It is. I like that. And also, a good example, again, of uh, the contemporary yokai kind of presence. Like, yeah, no one is, no one's being like, I don't believe, is like, well, you know what, I'm, I'm still going to, I got this new house, I'm still going to build a little property in the corner because I'm not taking my chances. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it rather than not do it. And also, the same reason I wear, carry around candy and fruit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throw it in. In case a slit mouth woman comes after you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like bread in your pockets for fairies, you know? Like, that still happens in, like, the maritime provinces. No, but it, it also brings it back around as well as this collective consciousness I was talking about of, you know, like in Buddhist, Buddhism, you make a small shrine. You know, and you always have this small shrine, and they do that in Iceland for the huge folk. So it's a similar thing. Hmm. Yeah. When you go into a Vietnamese restaurant, and there's a beautiful little. They have you know, Vietnamese restaurants in 
Have, in anywhere. Iceland? No, here, anywhere you go. But do they in Iceland? And, um, but they're for the Hudefjörg. Okay. Which is really little. Hudefjörg. <coughs> oh, yeah. Tiny Vietnamese. Only, <laughs> only the gnomes and trolls get to have the fa. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I did go to Iceland was after I was tour guiding through Western Canada for a couple of years. And spending time with the Blackfoot in southern Alberta um, going to Iceland they were the very same stories um, things like moths delivering the message and the dreamers and dream readers and everything else and it just like I was saying this collective consciousness of these stories is great because you know there's I don't know a connection of some sort yeah and the, the and spans the similar, of culture and history over the absolutely, world absolutely yeah. and the similarities and i know for a fact christopher columbus was not the first person to be in north america that from the other place um there is there is um oh that's a, i mean you can that's, you can pretty much fact like, fact now though it's like it is. vikings vikings visited a long time ago absolutely yeah. also Viking blood is everywhere. <laughs> the raping uh, and the yeah. pillaging uh, seem yeah. to work. <clears throat> yeah, I actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I, 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 might, I might touch on that. I'm, yeah. gonna, I, I'm actually gonna start off of, start off with what I'm gonna talk about by referencing this, this, the, the Viking Icelandic uh, history, because what I want to talk about is death rites. And now it's not necessarily myths or legends, but there's definitely like a lot of lore involved in what people have decided to do uh well that fits right in yeah so so the lore part fits mm-hmm. although so i'm not actually going to say that any of this is the the uh, a weird way or a mythical way of doing things because a lot of this is practiced today but with death rites um i'm going to start off with the, like the idea of a viking funeral are you saying that this is practiced today well, this part isn't. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and, and if it is, um, we really need to put a stop to it. And the, Uni- <laughs> okay, the United okay, okay. Nations uh, needs to uh, figure this one out. Get Justin on board. <laughs> yeah. So, so a Viking funeral, like, what do, what do we see? Like, a lot of fantasy movies and stuff, like, will will depict what is kind of like a variation or a bastardization of a Viking funeral. The idea of, like... You got a, like a, a boat, boat in the water, the and you shoot arrows arrow. at it and light the them on fire. fire. Yeah, right. And then mm. you let it float down the river or whatever, which is beautiful. Like it sounds awesome to me. Like I, I would go that way. That sounds like a great way to go. So, what I found out though is that there was a, there was a lot more to these ceremonies than that when it came to the Vikings. So the Vikings. Uh, especially if you're like a, a, a important like warrior chief type, often because you're pillaging a lot, you you also had your slaves, the women you took from other places. Uh, basically, if, if you died in battle and your village was taking care of your funeral rites and your 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 death rites. Unfortunately, 
your favorite slave, let's say like I'm the Viking, ah, and I die, ah, and then I'm writing my will. My will would state that uh, my favorite, my favorite slave. I'm, I'm actually going to, okay. I'm going to read a little bit. This is actually from io9.com. Uh, they were doing a, a thing on some some death rights, and I just feel like he writes this proper. Uh, I'll put the the credits in at the end of the podcast. Um, and also, looking at the whole world, like the Vikings were all over the place. They went a long, long ways around the world. So this was written by uh, Islamic um, philosopher historian, because um, back in the day they were. That was the intellectual center of the world was the Middle East, and and so they 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 were researching the cultural practices of the the Vikings and observing them by visiting them, and so according to the historic account of Ahmad ibn Fadlan, a 10th century Arab Muslim writer, the ritual following the death of a chieftain was exceptionally brutal. Once dead, a chieftain's body was put into a temporary grave for 10 days while new clothes were being prepared for him. During this time, his best slave girl would volunteer to join him in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, volunteer. And there's quotation marks around volunteer. She was then guarded day and night, given copious amounts of booze and drink. And then once the cremation ceremony got started... The girl went from tent to tent to have sex with every man in the village. What? Yeah. That was her duty. As the men were having sex with her, or what, and I love this part, or what today we would call rape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah. They would say, tell your master that I did this because of my love for him. Following this, the girl was taken to a tent where she had sex with six Viking men, was strangled to death with a rope. What? And and finally stabbed. That escalated really quickly. (laughs) Yeah, strangled to death with a rope and finally stabbed by the village matriarch. Oh, God. Uh. And for the coup de grace, the bodies of the chieftain and the slave girl were placed on board the wooden ship. That was so, that was the things you didn't see in Game of Thrones. Yeah, when clearly. when when those arrows were being fired off into the boat, you didn't see the the dead slave girls that were around oh, God. that body. That's awful. No, but they have found graves in Iceland where they've been dug up, and you're buried with your sword and your coins, whether they're in your nutsack or not. Yeah, and a woman. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in Iceland, uh, so the Viking, the the idea of like the flame burial wasn't something that was necessarily consistent across all the Viking world. That was probably a village-to-village thing. When they started coming into uh, the UK and into, uh, well, Iceland, like getting further, I guess, for them west, uh, that's when you started having dolmens and like the, the, the tombs being built. So that almost like like is reminiscent of well Egyptian pharaohs and their right. slaves being buried with them. Um, the nice thing is that they weren't buried alive, I guess, or burned alive. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. Well, that's a plus. Well, the Vikings did it to ensure that the slave girl would serve her master in the afterlife. Right. Okay. While the sexual rights 
were her way to transform the chieftain's life force. Oh, good. Mm. Yeah. But that's not so bad. What? <laughs> that's not so bad. As if. Compared to uh, the rite of Sati or Soti. Oh, what is that? Well, this is from India. This is a, an old, old uh, I would say ancient, but unfortunately it's not so ancient because there's still stories of it happening today. Okay, so we're moving from Viking We're We're going to, to, India, to Hin- India, Hindi India. Okay. And so in India, uh, if... if your husband dies uh, if you're if you're of this faith or of this practice mm-hmm. in the Hindi faith uh, you would sacrifice yourself upon his uh, again a, 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 his pyre self immolation <coughs> you weren't strangled to death beforehand before you got burned alive you just threw yourself upon the pyre Right. How can you be strangled to death and then burned alive? I that's a good question. Well, no, no, I'm saying instead of being burned alive, like the, the Vikings at least are like, you know what? It's fucking really. <laughs> I'll, I'll strangle you first, and then I'll burn you. Okay, but that's no? nice. I'd rather be strangled first. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the the Vikings are like, okay, well, at least we're not gonna fucking put her on the boat and then burn the boat down. It's just that's cruel. It's gross. They're like we're not gonna burn someone alive. Because so they strangle her first. That's where in this case, I mean, cultural difference of what is a bad thing to do and, you know, what is like your moral standard. Uh, basically, the, the wife would be asked to or would volunteer to throw herself on the pyre as her husband burns. Ugh. It's a rite of sati. Now, the thing is. It wasn't always volunteer, volunteered. I can't imagine it was ever volunteered. <laughs> yeah, I would say... Name one time. I like that it's in quotation marks. Yeah. It's yeah. always in vo- quotation marks. Well, this was supposed to be like... Cause Even she's when they did it, the they ultimate did sacrifice. Like, Even oh. if I volunteer uh, anything. Yeah. So, it would be in quotation marks. The, <laughs> yeah. there, there's a few theories on this. Well, okay. There's a few theories on why this practice came about. And the first theory is that, uh, and this is what's written about when they're like, well, this is why the woman has to sacrifice herself, uh, is because when he's on his way to the heavens, uh, she needs to thwart off the uh, female angels who are coming in to try and take his body. And she's got to be like, "Ah, get out of the way from this, my husband. Ah, You know, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Right? You get it? Uh, the other element of this the other side of this coin though is that uh, is that uh, basically it was to also make sure that like if their wealthier husbands or the the men who had all the fortunes um, it was to prevent the women from just killing or poisoning their husbands in order to just gain their wealth and not have to deal with their husbands anymore oh because then they would have to die with their husband you'd be like well I'm not going to poison them because that means I'm dead too. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, no question, she didn't murder him because. Mm. Well, it sounds like preventative st- measures. It sounds like straight <laughs> up total bullshit. Then the whole well, thing's just a. Yeah, it, and it's, they're it's, like, well, you know what? Let's make a nice story of it. Let's. Yeah, uh, oh, how about yeah. on his way to the heavens? Uh, he really needs a female escort in order to make sure that those 
dirty, naughty uh, angels. Uh, well, that's uh, when don't, I would make sure that my husband had a mistress. Well, he probably did. Would she? Would I'm, she suffice? Uh, I didn't get that deep into the culture of it, but fact check. probably that that might be a deep. <laughs> that's a deep fact check. I don't. You <laughs> might have to. If you could spend about a week in the library and uh, <laughs> maybe uh, I really really get you know, a maybe we can fund a plane resources to get for you. Get some <clears throat> information from somebody. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of cultures have have done this practice, though, where the the person's belongings come with them to the afterlife, right? Uh, including their belongings, which are the slaves, uh, and in some cultures, their belongings, which are their wife that they're married to. Gross. So, I don't know. It's kind of romantic. Oh think? yeah, shut up. Well. There's some romance there. No, there isn't. It's just, it's just ownership and garbage. Okay, what if it worked the other way around? It's the same. We thing. all watched Game of Thrones again. I'm going to go back to Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, she threw herself on the pyre. Who did? Of the Dothraki. Yeah, but she walked out alive because she's. But the did the mother she know dragons. that? She's the mother of dragons. Mm. I think she had a feeling. Just saying, George R. R. Martin uh, did his research on hey. some of the. Probably more grisly details of uh, funeral practices. Clearly, was reading this. Okay, so he's listening to our podcast. So I, I I was actually going to get into the grisly stuff later, but I just thought it flowed really nice with the Iceland stuff. I like it too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was very, very. I mean, it's fascinating. It's terrifying. It's clearly like just gross, like um, policing propaganda. But I, I mean it. Sure. It's, oh yeah, it, it, it's not it's, right. It, no, not at it's all. It's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right at all. But it's inter- it's, it's it's fascinating. I mean, humans are weird. Okay, so we're going to get into a couple uh, other religions here, um, and I think we'll all say that some of these practices are are still not right. Uh-huh. But at least in these cases, uh, your death uh, is your choice. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Like the way you die is your choice. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's so many different ways. And when I was in grade 12 doing World Religion 30 or whatever it was, and one of the examples was given of like, okay, so you got a culture over here that uh, likes to uh, burn their bodies. You have a culture over here that they like to put their bodies up on a high high mount. And they have a body uh, culture over here that uh, thinks it's appropriate to eat the bodies. And if any of these cultures were to meet, then uh, what do you think they would say to each other? Because oh, <clears throat> they're all really extreme. In a lot of ways, like, burning in the ground, for us, I think is, like, the tamest thing. It's like, well, it's out of sight, out of mind. Like, psychologically speaking, it's like, okay, okay, boop, dirt's on him. He's Peace back out. to the earth. Done. Poof. Didn't have to overthink it. That seems like a non-overthinking kind of burial practice to me but then you have the people who would build uh like the zoroastrians who would build uh the sky pillars like these towering pillars in the sky and then the body would go up there because that was the only and they would let the buzzards and the 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 carrion eat the body away because that's how the the body would get to heaven oh yeah right i'd be into that and I, I, I like that. I think that's actually 
I do. Kind of beautiful. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Also, if you look at like it's not really practiced a lot these days, but there's some places in India that still do the Zoroastrianism. Um, you can pay someone to do that for you in the states. They're doing these natural like earth burial burials. <clears> like, oh yeah. You can. Just you know what? That, like the eaten. the modern version, of a lot of these things is like they have the pods that you can get in the the grow a tree Bi- out of biodegradable a tree. Yeah. pods and a tree grows out or, no i want animals you, to eat me i want other things to live off me yeah that sounds fair okay well you know i'm well, a, i don't want to i want to put a contribution in you know a, a lot of other people think the same way as you i feel like a I, lot of ancient cultures think exactly the same way as you yeah. i think it's normal so Makes the more idea sense. of death rights by exposure is what you're talking about Right. So the idea of being left to the elements. Yeah. Um, the Haida people of the west coast of Canada are are classic uh, examples of people that did the exposure death. Mm. Um, they would really just have a pit, especially if there was a battle or anything, but they would have a, a pit that the body would be laid into, and then they would let the birds and the wolves and whatever mm-hmm. do what they need to do. Um, unless... In, in some tribes of the Haida people, <clears throat> you were like a chieftain or a shaman. Uh, and this is actually really crazy. They would build a uh, uh, a mortuary totem. So it'd be uh, one of their classic totems. And what they would do is actually beat up your body and break all your bones so that you could fit inside a little box and then they would suspend the box on top of the totem, usually in front of like the chieftain's uh, longhouse or the shaman's longhouse, in order to uh, provide guidance for the rest of the spirits that are heading up, and also that the totem itself would guard the soul of who's sitting at top. <clears throat> Which is kind of like... So, one of the things I was reading was that... Uh, Western missionaries, Christian missionaries would come in and they were disturbed by this practice. But then there was another, there was a footnote on that that point, which was like, uh, the smells were often quite awful. Hence why you have to put it up so high. <laughs> well, yeah. But also, like, that thing's up there for a long time. Like, even in multiple seasons, it would. Mm. But wouldn't you rather be eaten by a wolf than a worm? Well, yeah, it's you, all going to happen yes. the same way in the end. But a wolf or a worm? Yeah. I'd rather be eaten by... I guess one's more picturesque. Five wolves than <laughs> a thousand worms. Okay, so or if you're talking about... A bunch of birds. I want to feed a wolf. Yeah, but do you, do you want to be a dead body eaten by a wolf? Sure. Do you want to be a live body that's no. a cat attacked and killed by a wolf? Okay, so no. I think once you're they at They don't that point, kill you very well. Cats kill you good. Like, if I was going to get killed by an animal, it would be a cheetah, because they, like, go right at the neck. Or a cougar, because they go right at the back of your neck, and yeah. you feel nothing. Yeah. Wolves, they'll just rip you apart. But if I'm already dead, I'd rather be eaten by a wolf than a worm. Why? That's, that's fair. It all goes back to the same place. Yeah. You're going to shit it out, and the worm's going to eat once the just, shit version of it. just more romantic. I've fed a dog, and how I love how happy he and she were. <clears throat> And they're cute. And they, and they look they good. Are, like, they love food. When you give a, a worm food, they're just like, meh. What is the Don't food that care. you gave them? 
Or did you just put them in dirt and realize that that was all their food? <laughs> I look at them eating dirt. And it was boring. And, and then they just buried they away. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a Do fuck. Do you ever they, see a wolf so happy about right his up. food that he you... disappears into it and you don't see him for a long time until it rains? <laughs> yes. That's what a worm does. I wish wolves were like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, it is delicious. <laughs> He's gone. It's not. It's 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 not a good day for wolves. It's dry as a bone out here. <laughs> yeah. I wish we'd get some rain to get the wolves back. <laughs> Love to see some wolves. Yeah. I'd rather be eaten by a wolf. Okay, than fine. That's fair. Okay, I'm going to continue with my story. Okay. Though. So, talking about exposure. There's also, uh, like, in Mongolia, they do what's called, like, an air sacrifice. So an air, air sacrifice, different than Zoroastrianism, where it's, like, you're up there and you're expecting uh, the elements, like, the birds to bring you to heaven. In Mongolia, as much as, like, there's still spirit in, involved, there, the, the Buddhist overlap comes in. And in Buddhism, uh, if you're a dead body, you're an empty shell. You're dead, like everything's already left. But there is still that that tribal practice. So Mongolian and uh, Buddhism come comes together, and uh, basically, so they leave the dead body or the deceased person, the member of the family, in their bed. Uh, they will instead of taking them out through the door because they're worried about evil spirits inhabiting the body as they go through the door and have letting open, they will actually either open a window or cut a hole in the side of their yurt. No way. In order to pass the body through. Which is kind of cool. They're like, well, spirits know the door. <laughs> so we got to we got to find a, a sneaky way out. <clears throat> and often like like little blue stones will be laid in the bed at the same time to like really to ward off evil spirits. And then they take them out and they take them to an open cliff face area or like a a dry ground area. And you got to remember like we're talking Mongolia. There's you gotta remember you're, 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 because we were there. But you're also you're not you're not digging a lot of uh, you're not digging holes. There's also no like pillars to put them on. You're dealing with your elements. So what do you do with your dead bodies? They would they would line them in with like big rocks, and only uh, a Buddhist lama would come out and deal with the body. They're the only ones who are allowed to touch them. They plant them into the middle of this large circle. They let uh, a spirit dog that comes over, and it's like it's like the llama's like religious dog who sniffs it out, makes sure the area is okay, and then again they let the elements come in, like they let the buzzards come in. Uh, they release uh, some other hounds to like render the flesh and devour it down. And so the idea of it is that what all you're left with in the end is a circle of stones and that's your monument to the dead person which is kind of awesome yeah that's it's kind of beautiful that's pretty rad mm-hmm. I like it good good beer gurgle burps okay let's pause it here nightfall comes great danger and things go from strange to so much stranger get a Come on. Don't you 
Okay. How fun would that have been to make, that song? That song sounds amazing. Those yokai! Pretty cool. Okay, so... Anyway, where were you? So, well, we're talking about exposure. We're talking about (laughs) the death rights of exposure. Okay. Lots of cultures do it. Uh, I'm going to transition from the Mongolian way of doing it into the actual, uh, well, one of the actual, uh, the the Buddhist ways of doing it, the the Tibetan Buddhists. Uh, they, They call it, it's called a sky burial. So, unlike the Mongolians where they're worried about some of the evil spirits coming in, uh, a Tibetan Buddhist will, like, it's a, it's an empty shell, like I said earlier. Uh, that's just a carcass. It, it's a husk. The, by that point, that, that soul's gone. It's left the body. But they're like, well, what do we do with this body? <laughs> well, what, we got this well, body here. Wait, we can't. What are like, we do? They're like, well, it's basically like, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we could burn it. We could bury it. We could leave it out back, but it stinks. Uh, what do we do with it? So what they came up with uh, many, many eons ago. Um, well, actually, an eon's a really long time. So. Uh, a percentage of an eon ago, a fraction of an eon ago, they came up with the idea of like, well, given how we're trying to be in tune with nature, what better way of uh, disposing the body is to have nature and uh, deal with it and feed other creatures of the world with our, you know, substance. So <clears throat> what they do is they actually have, they they have uh, people who are called, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but the Ragyapa. Okay. The Ragyapa basically translates into body breaker. Body break. Body break. With Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. Yeah. So picture Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod uh, taking uh, their, their dead grandfather out uh, to a plane and then using various different tools. Body break! Okay. (laughs) And uh, dismembering the body uh, and smashing the body up, uh, taking like hatchet type devices and axes and and just chopping them up. And one of the 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 things is notable is that some people observe from the Ragyapas is that they'll as they're doing this duty of uh, dismembering the bodies and getting them ready for their you know final stage uh they'll just be talking regular with you like hey did you see the game oh god you know, like, like, <laughs> this is <clears throat> this is me interpreting it but basically this is old casual hat. conversation because they are so used to the idea that there is nothing left of that body there's it's nothing just, sentimental not about that body anymore because the sentimentality is totally left that husk right so they will they will do that they'll break apart the body uh, they'll leave it out into the elements, and often they'll do this in like a uh, so there'll be like five or six, you know, bodies that they're going to deal with on this given week, and then they leave them out to the elements. And I, I, I do have a video. You do. I do have a video of of how this looks and how this works. Um, it's a little bit uh, disturbing. Okay. 
Um, we will post a link to this video um, on our page. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. And by that, uh, I, it, there's no age group. Just like if you can stomach kick, watch, watch it. It's, it's. I saw some. I just saw like a leg sticking out from some feathers. So let's take it. Let's take it. Okay, peek. you let, let's watch. Let's watch this video. Give me a sec. I'm, uh, one sec. All right, you, we got volume on this. Yeah, you put it on. You won't really hear a lot, but let's let's Hopefully. put it. Visualize. Body break. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing a bunch of birds. What kind of birds? <clears throat> Buzzards ready to eat. Vultures. Okay, they look ready. So we see the, the bodies out there. They're already been uh, starting to be pieced Why apart. Why are there so many bodies? Well, like, they, they do it in groups. I mean... Well, do people die in groups? Oh. Yeah, uh, or just, they save them? I guess them. you just wait till you get enough. But that's... Ugh. Holy what? shit! What? Oh, oh my god! Whoa. So they, they make them more inviting. They should make necro pants out of those. They, why do I waste what, it? That's what that lady's doing, but just poorly. Oh my god. I had no idea. Oh. Whoa. So they just don't. They, they want it all to go and go as quickly as possible. And they toss it to anyone who's. Oh. Wow. Oh my god, look at those. It's a feeding frenzy. Those birds are all over that. Oh my god! See, they, it's so nonchalant. Nobody cares. <laughs> this is where a wolf. Wait, well, they care. The... They're singing. But there's like hundreds, hundreds of of carrion and wow. Again, I'll take a wolf over a worm or a vulture. I take a vulture over a worm. Like a buzzard. I think it w- I'd take a worm over a vulture. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I gotta say. That- I truly don't think I could hack up a loved one's body. No, not the way they're doing it. It's like a, it's like a bush shot. Oh, oh, come on! Oh, wow, they picked that clean, huh? Oh, oh, there it is. But there's something beautiful about it, though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's that's your, that's a human you knew, though, and that, oh, oh, oh. I guess. Just in case any of the buzzards. Oh my god. Okay, for those of you at home who haven't seen serious I didn't know how serious the viewer discretion was, but holy shit. Yeah, that that, that one's heavy. That's a massive disclaimer. Yeah, that's a huge happening right now. You ever Oh god. Uh vegetarians should no one I I gotta uh, Vegetarians actually might appreciate that. I (laughs) <laughs> oh man <laughs> that shit was fucked 
Yeah, I, here's the here's the what's actually really fucked is I couldn't believe how many videos that I could find of the sky burial that uh, there's so many videos of the sky burial. <laughs> of, like of this this? Was, this was one. This was off of a I think it was a French documentary that I got it off of. But that there's there's so many videos. There's even just like. Where the guy, you know, you know when you you film on your cell phone in the wrong direction, yeah, and it's all upright, and uh, yeah, so like even some videos, like some guy was like, oh, I got my cell phone out, just gonna take a yeah, video. Yeah, that's this. a thing. Like, <laughs> who does? First of all, know. who's that dick? Who's the guy going like, ooh, close up on that? Yeah, like, oh. I mean, I gotta say though, I mean, it is quite pretty. It's. A I actually didn't show you the most gruesome that's, of the the ones. Okay. That was actually kind of kind of nice. They're they're <laughs> well, they're, they're in this big like it's it's this rolling hilled field like grasslands, little bushes. There's like a perfect like white and black milk cow, and then just like a bunch of buzzards and people hacking bodies. Uh, and I mean, like everything else, really picturesque. Uh, and then a bunch of buzzers and people hacking bodies. And uh, I would love Dave, David Attenborough to have narrated that uh, yeah, yeah, nature documentary. I really <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. You had a really cool story. It was disgusting and wonderful. Uh, it was like really gross. Oh, I also wanted to ask because um, you have a on your Etsy. You sell necro pants. <laughs> Just check out Etsy. What's your What's your Etsy account name? Necropants.com. How's that But spelled? if any of you want to donate your body to the Necropants Foundation, go to necropants.org. And that way I will know where you are, where you live, when you'll die, and dig up your body after I say goodbye and make the wish and make Necropants of you. That's nice. That's beautiful. You know you got to special secret to put you in a good feeling takes you higher the mind stop to I never knew this song was so long what are you what are you even getting at with this song oh it's still body break jeez <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Wait, bye. Thanks, Jamie. This was a great episode. Oh, I love you guys. It was great. I love you. Thank you for having me. Dealing with uh, dealing with life and love and love after lasting and life that ends and and people who who love life and and lovers who live together and then lovers who don't. You know. <laughs>